It's Rant. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overseen. You may be better as SEMrush's head of communications, but I will remind you this podcast is not an official SEMrush property. This has nothing to do with SEMrush officially in any sort of way, shape, or form. This is pure unofficial Morty magic and Morty mania. Where can you find the SEO Rant? You can find the SEO Rant at the SEORant.com. That was kind of obvious. On Twitter at SEO Rant, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud. Wherever great, mediocre, and completely terrible podcasts are found, the SEO Rant is there. When does the SEO Rant come out? Damned if I know. Generally speaking, on Thursdays weekly. But I do this on the side, so if I don't have time for an episode, I don't put one out, which means it makes sense to subscribe wherever you subscribe to your podcast and consume your podcast, blah, blah, blah. Okay, intro over. For today's guest, we have the international lead. Oh, I screwed that up. The senior international lead at Rise at 7. She is 100% that bitch. She is <laughs> Lydia Efante. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm confused because I thought Carolyn Leiden was that bitch. Are you both that bitch? I think I think many women in SEO are 100% that bitch. Nice. I didn't. I th- yeah. Okay, so it's not a competition. There's multiple that bitches. Yes, that's that's how we roll. What are the qualifications to to have that in your Twitter profile? Like, is there a checklist? Mm-hmm. I would say be awesome and just have some big dick energy to you. Nice. That's that's how you that's how you become that that's bitch. Be that. I'm striving. I'm I'm working towards it. Yeah. I don't know if I can be. Can I be? Is that <laughs> technically allowed? I don't know. I mean, we can we can give you the honorary. Honorary, I could be an honorary. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. I would really. Yeah, that'd be great. I really or would that bitch that. adjacent. You can Ooh. also be that. Also good, or like like sub that bitch, like like <laughs> junior. I think that's a. I think that's a, a porn category. So you might not want to go in that direction. Or do I? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Before this gets completely off the rails, we're talking about international SEO and we're talking about what you might think it is, but it's not actually that you might be mistaken or looking at a little bit superficially. So where, where are we going with this? Where are we taking this? Well, I can tell you where we're not going when we, when we, Got on this chat, you were like, "Oh, we're talking about HRF Lang today." Yeah, I got right? completely confused. I'm like, "No, we are not talking about HRF Lang today. We're going to mention it in passing, right?" So, whenever people talk about international SEO, everything that people can think about, like the first thing, it's like HRF Lang, CCTLDs, localization, uh, folders. That's not where we're going with it. That is the technical implementation. That is the very, very basics. That is the bare minimum to actually go ahead and succeed. If all you're going to do to do international SEO is get the hreflang right, which is already a massive challenge in itself, you are going to get yourself a failed international expansion. And I'm you don't sorry. want that to you. Does not compute. I, I thought those were the only three things that are about <laughs> every blog post that I've ever read says those are the three or four things. There's well, more? some some newer blog posts have been talking about, do you really need internationalization, which is, you know, a very fair point. Um, and others have been talking about how to do localization, right? But um, not many people are actually talking about the people factors behind what it takes to succeed in international SEO. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I'm really excited. Okay. Okay. 
What does that mean? <laughs> right. So I think the first thing that you like anybody who's trying to do international needs to understand is that technology is being built English first. And um, that's really interesting because it has two, two super big implications for your SEO strategy. The most interesting one is information, information density. So in English is one of the most informationally dense languages in the world, which means that with very few characters, you can say a lot. Um, if you're going to have the same character limit and try to say the same thing in German, you are going to absolutely run over. You are going to get in maybe two words. So um, it is really different. That German. Um, and the implication for this also is, yeah, Germans. <laughs> the, the words are so long. I feel like they combine a million concepts in the same word, but then the they're talking the for like three minutes super long. and they said one word. Yes. I know. Yes. And like, I cannot, I cannot pronounce any, any German thing correctly. And I'm usually like kind of proud of being able to imitate some accents. Have, have but, you uh, ever seen German, no. those pictures where, where you have like, you know, like it's a bakery in like Canada and it says bakery and they show a bakery in German and like the storefront, the sign is like five rows <laughs> long. <laughs> yeah, well, imagine that in PPC. I, yeah. I started my career in PPC and I had to do um, ads in German, French, Italian, Portuguese, English, Spanish. And I don't know if there were other languages. Oh, I set up a campaign in Finnish. I don't speak like How do you any speak, of those languages. Do you languages. speak these languages? I do not. That's interesting. But- How does that? Yeah, I, 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 at some point I could talk about our product in any, basically any European language, nice. but uh, it's just, I don't speak them. I have, I have a methodology for international keyword research. If you want, I can send it over later, later. but yeah. Sure. Um, another super huge implication that this has is that Google's natural language understanding, which has been driving the evolution and the changes in the SEO industry for years now is very different across languages. So what works in English is what is going to work in the future in Spanish and Italian and French, but it might not be what currently works in those languages. So how do you figure out like what, but if it's, is it, do you think it's universal? Like there's English and then there's every other language or what's happening in Spanish might be different what's happening in German or what's happening in French or what's happening in whatever other language you can possibly think of. Um, no, I don't think it's English and then every, everything else. I, I imagine there's like, some tiers of importance. Um, and when it comes to language, I, I would guess that Spanish would be the second one on Google's list mm. to like figure out natural, under, natural language understanding. So but yeah, ha- I, don't, I don't think they have the same level in every language. So that kind of makes it really hard because if you're doing multiple languages, you have to understand the way Google's operating in multiple languages. How do you figure that all out? Well, you have a lot of faith that Google is going to get up to speed with every other languages the same that they do in English, right? Yeah. So like in my brain, it's kind of like when you learn a language and then you learn another and every other language that you pick up gets easier and easier. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's the same for Google. It would make sense. Um, so yeah, one of the amazing things of SEO is that the, the investment that you do doesn't disappear, right? You're investing for the future, not just paying for a click now. Um, So you want to future-proof your work. And uh, something really interesting when you're doing international SEO is that you can't see Google's roadmap because you've already seen it in English. You just have to kind of like 
apply what works in English in the Italian uh, or Spanish or French. Not fully, because obviously you need to be localized and you need to understand a bunch of other things that we'll, we'll touch on a bit later. But um, yeah, you can future-proof your work more efficiently. That's really cool. It's like skating towards the puck. If you're not a hockey fan, it'd be like kind of running towards the soccer ball. Sort of. Right. Yes. Although you call Sports it soccer, analogies. it'd be football. Yeah, yes. sorry. It's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so were you really excited to hear about like, I don't know, Google's mom? that's going to be pulling content from across multiple languages, or is it like a pipe dream? Like that's never going to happen or it's not going to happen anytime soon. God, I don't know. I've not thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not my bad. So Google has this, this, I don't know, like Bert on steroids that they're talking mm-hmm. about. They talk about yeah. Google IO. Right. And they said, Hey, what it's going to be able to do is say, well, there's content in another language that is like way better than all the content you're getting in this language and we'll auto translate it for you here so it's like an internationalizing of content possibly no one really actually knows but people love to say that they do know oh yeah, yeah. god that's really cool uh if i hope this means that they're going to push their natural language understanding efforts even harder in other languages. That's what it seems. They showed an example of how they were able to understand like all of these sub names or different names for the Corona vaccines. Ah, yeah, yeah. I remember right? that one. Yeah. Yeah. So like they, they were able to see, well, there's like a hundred different names and this is this, this name in this language that's being used is really the Pfizer vaccine, which I have no, I would love to understand how the hell they did that, but I have no clue. I mean, I've been doing that manually all my life. Right now, now Google can do it. <laughs> it seems it seems so. But OK, back 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 on track. So ha, what do you have to do differently in other languages sometimes? I'm just like curious, like what's an example? Yeah. So like I think anybody who has special characters in their name are going to know the pain of trying to fill out a form oh. on an e-commerce and your last name is not valid. And you're like, oh, but it is. Um, or for example, I, I used to have a, a website about a while back. I founded a women's right magazine and we had a special character in our name and we bought a domain with a special character there. Uh, it was an Enya, which is um, an N with a squiggly thing yep. on top. I took Spanish um, in high school. So I oh, know that. Oh, good job. Yeah, poquito. So yeah, the, the encoding of that was hell. Like it was ah. absolutely such a pain to deal with um it would add like x's in front of our name and then a few um dashes it was just so difficult to to deal with um so yeah in hindsight i would have probably uh done what i recommend others to do now when you're naming files uh or when you're using urls just amplify the special characters remove the accent marks and uh yeah just the enya becomes an enya didn't, an, an didn't Google just say recently that the, the accent marks actually matter? Yeah, they do I, matter. Yeah, because I would think, all right, so like, you know, the, the two dots in German, I don't know what those are called. But <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I have no I have no clue, but they, they look intimidating. Whenever someone has a name with, with the two dots, I'm very intimidated. We, we do have the two dots in Spanish as well, and they mean that you mm-hmm. need to pronounce the U if it's be, uh, in front of an E or an I. So I didn't know that because I only took Spanish for one year. So we only got to the Enya thing and then that was it. <laughs> that's the Enya. You got there. That's, that's, yeah. that's good enough. Okay, honestly. cool. I know a couple of curse words that I remember. But other than that, we're not going to say them on this show um, because I'll probably mispronounce them. Not that I'm embarrassed. 
I'm bad for the mispronouncing part, which tells you a lot about my personality. Anyway, um, I forgot. What I was, oh, yeah, so the, I would always think like, yeah, so the two dot thing, not the two dot thing. Google gets that they're the same thing. Right. But clearly not. And that's really complicated because now if someone talks about if someone's writing that same, let's say Kevin Indig, because he's German. Imagine he had the two dots. But if I'm writing a blog post or I'm saying Kevin Indig is the best and he is the best, I wouldn't it's use the cool. two dots. But in German, they would use the two dots. So now there's like these two versions of Kevin Indig going around now. They're two dot version of Kevin Indig and not two dot version of Kevin Indig. That seems like a freaking nightmare. Yes, hopefully that doesn't affect the entity at all because Google's really smart and can figure it out. But yeah, yeah, the, the accents, the accents and the special characters, they matter. The thing is, since technology is built English first, and that was my, my initial point, um, you can't really use them in a URLs very effectively. I had, for example, uh, uh, I sort of inherited a website where I had to do a lot of content work and um, Spanish has opening um, question marks and opening exclamation marks that had on previous versions of WordPress not been identified as special characters and not automatically removed from the URL. Um, so we had them in the URL, which was, yeah, a nightmare. Um, so I started reworking it. I go back, I change the URL, um, and then I, I put a redirect in. But the redirect tool does not recognize the, question, the... the opening question mark. So I cannot redirect the old uh, URL to the new one. So I say, fuck it, I'll change it. I'll go back to the previous, to the previous blog post and put the question mark there again. Um, because our um, development team, they, they didn't know how to make the question mark part of the redirect. So I go back, but WordPress has updated and they don't recognize my opening question mark anymore. They remove it from the URL. So I am just left there. What do you, a, what do, you do? Um, well, I look at the traffic and incoming links and I see that it was not really a problem. So I just drop it. Just leave it. That, that's, those, yeah. that's the best. You know what? Best solution. Just leave it alone. <laughs> just leave it. Yeah, it was a, eh, okay, fine. I, so, I fought my battle. The, the hours that I'm investing in it are not worth the result. So yeah. Why don't people talk about this when they do a blog post about international SEO? Why don't they? I, that was so interesting. I had no idea about like half of that stuff. Because I don't, I don't do international SEO. <laughs> I, I do talk about it. I, I, I know you do. Right? That's seven. No, yeah, you're. That's why you're here. Because I know that yeah. I'm going to get something different. But wh what the hell, already? Why is it always the same thing? Caesar TLDs, heavy draft laying, blah blah blah. I don't know. It 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 might be because that's what people are looking for. And if they're like we are SEOs, uh, uh, you know, we are SEOs. So we're going to look for the search demand. There is no search demand to talk about how to handle special characters in these situations or the human factors of international SEO. So they might, that might be the reason that we don't write about it. Great. What does that say about everybody <laughs> looking for SEO information? Cricket. Cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you're talking about this idea of, of thinking about people and, and international SEO, can we jump into that a little bit more? What goes into your considerations when you're looking at doing international SEO or, or, or let's, let's, let's roll that back of doing content for different markets and different kinds of peoples and different kinds of cultures? What, how complicated is that? Or how, how 
diverse is that really? And if you're writing a post or you're writing a page or you're optimizing a page and saying for the Spanish market versus let's say, let's, let's go back to the German market. Cause I think Spanish mm-hmm. people and German people are, I don't see them the same at all. How, how, how different do you have to, or how different is the process for the Spanish market versus let's say the German market kind of thing? Hmm. Uh, you kind of need to research and get to know your users' intent and pain points. Um, for example, they have different levels of trust when buying online, right? So you need to, or or they, you need to feature trust signals more prominently in some markets than others. Some markets are going to need a lot of um, handholding, like actually make it stupid proof. Um, other other markets are going to be a lot more agile. Some markets are going to be um searching with very very few words and then expanding on it and creating more long tail uh making more long tail queries in their user journey some others are going to already start in the long tail right so when you're analyzing the data and when you're looking at what your user wants in order to be able to provide it you need to take into account that you cannot just rinse and repeat what's working for your english speaking markets you need to make it happen them. That's a cool point. It's not just about what the, the, the content on the page itself, but what kind of content at what stage of the of the journey they're looking for. Or because I would imagine the Germans are very specific. Like they're very long tail. Every single word is exactly right in the query. They've looked it over five times and then they press search. I'm just being completely stereotypical about my my no, no. No, no. You would think <laughs> the Germans are very specific. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm disappointed in them. You would think I, I am uh there's many things that are stereotypical that, that you consider are stereotypes for Germans that I've not found to be true at all. Really um, not angry, yelling, screaming. Thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all my German listenership is like very upset with me right now. That's okay. <laughs> Probably like two of you. We like Germans. Germans are mostly nice. Uh, yeah, now I have a history. Anyway, let's, talk, let's not, let's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. bring that up. Okay. Did we just yeah, go there? Not- <laughs> yeah, we just went there on this podcast. Okay. Oh my God! Wow. That's what you get for bringing me to talk about international. <laughs> this is this let's is... let's stick to the Spanish as an example. So le- yeah, because let's yeah, that's probably a better idea. I find <laughs> that really interesting because I you do walk okay. This is an important point in general. You do walk in with certain biases. I legit like all kidding aside, I really would have thought the German market would have been very more specific in what what they kind of search for. They're more you know, detail oriented in general, blah, blah, blah. And that's completely wrong. And my stereotypes theoretically could have killed my whole content approach. Yeah. Um, Honestly, keyword research in German is one of the hardest I'm finding. Um, I do this with my team a bunch um, and I really struggle finding the right keywords that they're searching with. I just like I search with my team and we try to figure out. So what we imagine that they are typing in uh, and it's never that. It's, it's really like I find a lot of concentration of volume on very generic keywords and not as much on longer tails. <clears throat> Sorry, on, on longer tail keywords. Um, they, they, they start their journey on a very, very generic point. Um, and sometimes they don't really go that much further within their journey. It is honestly, it's really interesting because every country oh, has, a different, has a different journey. And a, a, an even more interesting thing is that I did start, um, I believe I was 2014, I believe, when I started working in PPC internationally, right? So that's like a million years ago. 
Um, that's seven years ago. Um, and back then I was I was creating, um, yeah, for me, it was the start of my career, <laughs> my dear. <laughs> I think like three years ago was a million years ago. So that's like two million years ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I remember having these conversations with my uh, with my manager at the time and thinking like, the volumes are so different. Um, these markets are less evolved in e-commerce. These markets are more evolved and that would define our entire PPC strategy, right? And then now that I've applied it, and now that I'm working with international markets, again, in SEO, I can see how those less evolved search strategies have evolved towards more uh, rich user search journeys. That's cool. So yeah, it is really cool. That's really cool. It's a really cool thing. Wow, that's a good, that's a good point to sort of end off with because we're sort of out of time. Oh but, no. Yeah, that, that it goes by really, we've been going for, I think if I like, I, I marked down, I, I always mark down what time we started because I know my leadership falls off a cliff at a certain point. I think we've been going for like almost like 35 minutes which is 10 minutes beyond what I usually go. So oh, wow. that's what happens when, <laughs> when we get together. Yeah, it, I just yeah. speak a lot. Me too. So <laughs> it's a bad combination or a good combination, depending upon how you look at it. I think for a podcast, it's a good combination. Probably for a monastery, good. it's a bad combination. Oh yeah, we would, we would get right? They would Monks would throw me out so fast. Mm-hmm. So great. Now I've insulted my German audience and my monks who are listening to my podcast. <laughs> so where can people find you uh well you can find me on twitter lydia infante m um if you can't type my name that's perfectly fine um just just try and find me lydia infante um and yeah that's where i'm where i'm writing about awesome well thank you for coming on i really appreciate thank it you we for should definitely having do me. This again where can you find the seo rant again you can look for us at the seo rant.com who the hell is us you can look for me and the podcast at the seo rant.com on twitter on stitcher on spotify and soundcloud wherever just google it whatever you'll find it if you really want to find it. if you can't find it you i don't know you're using bing if you can't find it um anyway keep an eye out for the next episode weekly on thursdays lydia thank you again so much this is so much fun and Thank you so much. Good I'm glad luck. we shot at the beginning of the episode. No, I, I told you I pre-drank. <laughs> which I thought was the expectation. But I should probably yeah. be clear. Again, my, me and my stereotypes. I think everybody's drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning. But clearly not. It's just me. I don't really drink at 9 o'clock in the morning. I wish I did. Anyway, thank you again. And toodles. Oops.